when we're doing the right thing, but we're not doing it well and with intentionality and with purpose and we lose that presence, that's where we start to feel that it's almost a sense of dread and hopelessness that leads to this burnout. Welcome to Cowgirls Over Coffee, where we encourage and equip women to embrace the process and practice of tackling daily demands, actually executing on our plans, and taking action on the most audacious goals that we can come up with without sacrificing our peace and staying rooted in our purpose. These are conversations for doers, for those of us who refuse to settle for less than we absolutely know we are capable of achieving for women who are cultivating thriving homes and businesses side by side. I'm your host, Thea Larson. Grab a coffee and sit down. We have so much to talk about. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you right now. I have no idea where this conversation is going to go. And I think that's the magic of these conversations um, with Cowgirls Over Coffee is I just want you to feel like one thing that Meg said, I think in the very first episode was, you're unalone in your aloneness. And so I just want to like invite you to, I mean, I was going to say literally, but that would be an incorrect use of the word literally. But I want you to feel like literally you're like getting a hot cup of coffee or tea or whatever you, whatever your current beverage is and sitting down with us and just having a conversation among friends. Because I find that Inside the Cowgirls Over Coffee membership, and again, you guys, I'm sorry, I, I don't, I pretty much live and breathe this staying membership, so it's it's part of my life experience that you're going to have to hear about. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm just going to share it with you. But my favorite thing is the live calls because connecting with people is just like connecting with you guys, especially because I feel like this community is like so much like me. Like it's this, we want so, like we just want so much and we're so driven and like we just experience life. And like that can be very um, intense, (laughs) but I love these conversations. And that's what I love about when we have our live calls is like, it just feels like you connected with someone. It's like a salve on a sunburn. It just feels really good when you're stressed out. So welcome to a conversation. I want you to sit down with Lana and I. We're just, we wanted to just talk to you a little bit. We're fixing to head into February which February is kind of a unique month. We were talking before we hit record about this. It's a very unique month in one, it's really short. And it's so funny because while it's only a couple days shorter than a typical month, it's also, it feels like you're missing a whole week. It feels like it feels like it's two weeks and February is gone. And I'm not really sure why that is a phenomenon that it is. It just is. But also in the past couple of years that we have been doing work with the women in the membership, February is a prime time for burnout. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today is like, what's going on? How can we mitigate some of this burnout? How can we prepare for it? Because like I said, it's January 29th. We're fixing to head into the February month. And I just don't want you to crash and burn into a wall. Like I see many of us women do because we really came off a holiday season. And as hard as we try to even the process of being present in the holiday season can create a backlog of things that need to do. Then we hit the new year. Kids are going back to school. Taxes, like 1099s are like on my brain, like a constant stress, especially if you have ranch and farm operations. And then February, when you should be able to breathe in, 
like instead of breathing in you're it just is like this complete overwhelm and it goes right into burnout. Absolutely. So that's to talk about today. So that we this space where it, I don't know, it just seems like either the weather and you just stuck inside it with your kids that you love so much, but you would just love to send them outside. Uh, and just all of the things are kind of against you in February, it seems where uh, there isn't a lot of space to do the things that might re- like relieve burnout. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today is like, okay, you know, it's coming. So like, what can you do to just reset your mind and even your space so that you feel like you're in a, a better place come March and even in this next, next month of February? I think that's such a good point. So we work on, we work seasonally through the Capitals Over Coffee program. And in February, we're really focusing on our foundations. And part of that is to help give us an active outlet to work on these foundations where we're not pursuing a goal, we're not pursuing a hustle, but we're really looking at the foundations of things. And I talked about that in a couple episodes back. Because in March, we usually hit, that's our hustle sprint. Like March, April, May, we really sprint towards the bigger goals because that's when we can really dig our heels in before the summer. But as you're saying, like you mentioned the weather, and I think that is such, like that is a factor I hadn't really considered. Like it's amusing to me. So my my birthday is actually on Valentine's Day, but it was always like, I always envied the kids that had birthdays where they could have like pool parties or go outside because nobody really wants to go anywhere. Or I grew up in Northern Idaho and like we usually had a ton of snow. So it is, I hadn't thought about the weather as being a factor. And also most of us have pretty active lifestyles. And when you're just not able to get out and do the things that you normally would do, like I know the boys we always tell them they need to get their wiggles out and we usually send them out to the trampoline or like one of the best things that we do, Jesse, even we intentionally did this since we moved to the new place is we put big rows of round bales out front because the boys love to run back and forth across those round bales and it's right in front of the house too. So usually like even if it's snowy or cold, we can get, you know, we can do a solid 20 minutes of running up and down the bales and that's what I do for the kids. And of course, if the kids... (laughs) If the kids are active and happy, that directly contributes to my, because when they're not happy and everyone's like bouncing off the walls. Yeah, that's, no, that's great. Well, and those are things that like, I mean, you guys have planned that, you know, you didn't, the bales didn't just show up. You had to think about that. And that's what I, I guess like going into this, like think about those little tips and tricks that you can utilize to like help alleviate some of this burnout. And because that's, that's awesome. That's a great idea. It's a, it's good fun for them. I should probably do that. You're a runner though. Like does, is it harder for you this time of year? Like if you can't get outside to run, I know you have like, are also a big Peloton fan. Honestly, running outside is my favorite because it's not just like the exercise, but like that fresh air makes a huge, huge difference for my mental health. And so if I can't run outside, like today, I think it's like seven maybe 10, maybe we're up to 10 and windy and snowy. And so like, uh, I would just love to be outside, but I will even force myself no matter like the weather, but like just to go outside, even if it's just walking across the yard to go take care of the chickens and like just spending a few extra moments, just like being really intentional about like taking deep breaths and like just being really present that I'm outside. 
And I've honestly, like, there's been times where I haven't been outside as much as I wish I could be. And the weather will be like a little bit nicer. Not today, not 10. But I'll I'll take my shoes off in the winter and just put my bare feet on the ground to just like, I know that grounding is like, for me is like a real thing. I, some people probably think I'm like a crazy hippie right now. But like, for me, just like being really present to be outside really helps. But I mean, on these cold days, like, yeah, I do have the Peloton inside. And I love that just to like get my heart rate up. That honestly helps. But even even on the sucky weather days, just taking a few minutes just to go outside when for me, I don't I don't have to I wouldn't have to but I have to force myself to do that. But it helps. Sometimes when I think about my personal drawbacks and the the challenges I have as a human that I want to work on, like I'm like, geez, Thea, like you just need to toughen up. But I really don't like being cold. I don't like extreme temperatures because I get really cranky in the summer when it's super hot too. Like I'm definitely, maybe that's my Pacific Northwest upbringing where I just really like mild. Like we get a lot of snow in the winter, but it doesn't get super cold. Whereas we don't get as much snow here in Nebraska, but like it gets really cold. And it's like, I keep telling, there's a friend of my, my cousin, Brooke loves to do the cold plunging Oh, and like the ice thing. Yeah. I want to keep telling her, I'm like, I want to want to do that because I'm all in. We're, we're all hippies here, right? Like we're all, (laughs) we can be like given our, the constraints of our life. Yes. (laughs) I want to. And that's the same thing, like going outside. It's so funny because like I want want to warm my truck up before I get in. Like I'm just such a pansy when it comes to the cold, but that fresh air, do you not feel like I feel like I just like I don't know, took a hit of something. Like it elevates my mood almost immediately. Yeah. And I think that's we did a breath work, we did some breath work with a gal a couple months back and that's something I want to revisit because I think breath work like breathe there's so many things this goes back to our whole we always talk about how there's like only five things or whatever that can help us. But like the things we do on autopilot that we end up doing poorly because we do them on autopilot are things like breathing. Yeah. Right. Yep. For and sure. So like just stepping outside and like it's cold, obviously don't be unsafe, right? Like don't go running outside in negative wind chill no. weather because you can actually damage your lungs. Yeah. But like going outside and sitting on the front porch and just taking those really, really deep breaths, like so you're fill your belly. I mean, that's going to help just the mental clarity. Yeah. It and the f- your system. It really does. Yeah. And, and any of those like quick temperature changes. So like you mentioned the cold plunge, going outside and being intentional with your breathing. Like even if you're just driving and you don't have like a moment to go outside, roll that window down and just take some fresh breaths in when you're just driving from one place to another. And I think that one of the key things with this whole burnout thing is, I mean, we've all seen those reels where it's like the mom goes to cook the bacon, but then the oven or then the uh, pan is dirty. So then she washes the pan, right? And I mean, we've referenced this before, but like that is like prime burnout territory right there where you're just spinning, spinning, spinning. And I think just being intentional in each moment to be like, okay, how can I like, absorb the best of this situation, whether that is like, like for me, when I'm doing that Peloton, like sometimes I'm just spinning mindlessly instead of actually like putting forth the effort. So you could be doing a great thing the wrong way. 
And I think that's something to keep in mind is like, you might be checking off all your boxes and still feeling like crap because you're not actually taking the time to do it well. And I think that is one of the things for me that helps avoid burnout is actually being present in that moment. That is such a good point. As we're thinking about, I always think there's a progression of overwhelm to going on autopilot and that causes the burnout. Like there is just an anxiety that comes from an overwhelm going on autopilot, right? Because like we almost shift into not quite a survival mode, but almost. And at that point, your point there is that we're not doing the things well. And actually, so for my New Year's, I did a whole New Year's playbook and I set my initiatives for the new year. And one of my initiatives is a geared towards like my best self. And I mean, I'm not going to go into details about all that I could because I could geek out over. I'm super excited about the whole new year initiative setting thing we implemented. But one of my guiding principles for this year is to become obsessed with the process. Like I want to be obsessed with the process. And that is because I am an accomplishment junkie. And my word for this year is discipline because it's embarrassing to say this, but like I lack discipline across the board. And that's where I think we go. Like the autopilot is part of that. And I love a big, bold move and I love great things, but I'm not obsessed with the process. And that's what I'm forcing myself to do this year. And that's looking at those things because when we're doing the right thing, but we're not doing it well and with intentionality and with purpose and we lose that presence, that's where we start to feel that it's almost a sense of dread and hopelessness that leads to this burnout. Like, cause you tell yourself, I'm doing the things, I'm doing it. And how come I'm not? Or how come I can't do this? Or like I just said, I want to want to do the cold plunge, right? I think pulling back, it's such a good engine light when we get to February and we start to feel before you hit burnout. Like, take a step back. This is, this goes to in this line when I'm talking about discipline, doing the things I don't want to do. Like, why does it feel so hard to do a little thing like I want to do red light therapy? I bought the red light. Have I turned it on? No, because I haven't found like the perfect place to put it in my day. That's horse crap. Like that's complete horse crap. And it happens because we are stressed out because we have so much bigger things to worry about than whether or not I turn my red light on. Like I am dealing with my son and his schoolwork. We're dealing with the cold weather and the animals. We're like <laughs> not too long ago, I wrecked my car and I had to get a new car. Like all of these big things are happening. And so we end up not doing the small things that would support us well. And I think just full stop, like engine light, full stop. How can I better support myself? Yeah, no, that's so good. Just giving yourself the space to think about those things. Because I know for me, it's the days where I'm just running, running, running and not giving myself the time to really think about like, how do I want my day to look? Like what is important to me? today. And when you don't give yourself like just that little bit of space, it's impossible. I don't know for me to like be able to, I guess, get a hold of the day. And I do like kind of jumping off of what you said, like, okay, waiting for the perfect time. I found that even like the things that I really wanted to get way into, and I'm like, well, that's going to take a couple of hours to complete that or to do that. If I break it down a little bit and be like, you know what, I'm just going to do a page of this journal book I've been wanting to do or whatever, and breaking it down instead of it's feeling like a daunting um, assignment or task, 
helps me to just knock off a little time, you know, a little bit at a time. For me, I just try to do such a bit. I want to do such a good job and do it like well that I'm like, well, that's going to be a big process. And that's where we just put ourselves in a box because we don't want to just start into something that we're not going to be able to finish. But I would just challenge you to think about like, how can you break that down? So if you've had something on your like New Year's resolution for like three years and it's still not accomplished, like Thea's been talking about, you got to break that down, right? Like don't put the same thing on there. Like don't keep putting, I want to lose 10 pounds on there three times in a row. Maybe today is like, okay, I need to stop going to the coffee shop because there you, if you go to the coffee shop, like once a week, that's, you know, 700 calories you're cutting out, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But just Mm -hmm. thinking about how you can break that down so that it doesn't feel so daunting. Cause when all those daunting things add up, that's where you find yourself in burnout. I love what you just said, because it just totally gave my brain this hit about the distinction because For me, one of the barriers I have to doing things is like you said, you want to do it well. And I will never be that person. I feel like I've said this a thousand times and I'm sorry, you guys, I am a broken record, but like the good enough is good enough is not good enough for me. Like I hate that because I I want to do well, right? And not just for myself, but like just I want to do things as well as I can. I don't expect perfection, but I want to do it to the best of my ability. But It's not perfectionism that even stops us. It's the wanting to do it well or do it to the best of our ability even currently, even if we have that self-awareness around not being a perfectionist. But we talk too about these goals, like you said, break it down. So it's not like instead of thinking I have to do this big thing, like it's a whole loaf of bread. And instead of having this whole loaf of bread and have it be kind of a mediocre loaf of bread, take it slice by slice. And I think that's just like shifting a goal the way we think about it. If we know we don't have the bandwidth to do a goal correctly and to the best of our ability, instead of lowering the bar and saying, okay, I'll do a mediocre job, let's break it apart and do the best possible job we can do at the smallest possible piece. And when I think like that's just kind of like looking at something from the side instead of the top, right? like making that distinction of how much of this can I do well? Instead of like lowering your bar across the board of the whole thing, like how much of this, what piece of this could I do right now and do well to the best of my ability? I love that. I think that's like immediately a distinction that would get me to move out of burnout because I would feel good about the work I did. I don't know about you, but like the reason I don't do it is if I do a crappy job at something, I'm not going to feel good about myself just because I got it done. Right. Right. Have you, workout like that, like workouts, like you said, you're just on the Peloton, you get off on it. And like, yeah, maybe you, you don't feel great about it though. Right. But if you go on there and you can sprint for five minutes, cause that's all you had, that would feel good. Cause you would like, you'd appreciate your tenacity. You'd appreciate the effort you put in. And again, oh, I'm just excited because like, this comes back to being obsessed with the process. Like how can we be obsessed with the process? Yeah. Okay, so the one other thing I wanted to add on top of that is like with this whole idea of burnout is this thought process of when we're in the burnout, we just have to go, 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 but having to take the step back and actually rest. Because I think when we're like in this process of burnout, we think we can't stop because like you don't want to lose that momentum, but maybe what you need the most is 
a weekend getaway or with a friend or maybe just to like spend 12 hours not being obsessed with the accomplishments, I guess, like allowing it to be a space of just peace. And some of that goes in too with this weather. Maybe your whole house isn't clean because it's like chaos, but maybe just having like a chair and like a four, you know, a little room where it's just like, this is your spot to rest, right? And instead of worrying about all of the things that need to be done, just have a little space where you can rejuvenize right there, right? Because it doesn't necessarily have to mean you need to go, you know, to a sunny beach, but just a little space where you can rest because that's like the thing that in our minds when we're in burnout, we feel like we absolutely cannot do because there's so many irons on the fire. And and that's kind of like, for me, that is so big because it's so hard to do. You know, there's two pieces of this as we're talking about it. And I think that you need to, so say you're hit burnout or you're like on the edge of burnout and you know it's coming. You need to schedule in that rest. And one, you need to make sure we've talked about this before. Like the rest needs to be actually restful. It's not good. Like watching neck. It might be, but like if something makes you feel worse or it feels, you know, sometimes you can do things like, yeah, I feel overwhelmed. And so I'm going to eat a gallon of ice cream and the serotonin I hit from that ice cream is going to feel like really like I, t- I treated myself, but I'm going to feel worse for it instead of feeling better for it. Right. So make sure you schedule in the rest. But then also I think there's a point of rejuvenation or restoration too. So you need both and they, they, they might overlap, but they're probably not going to overlap. But I really think it's so important when we hit that burnout stage to be like rest and then rejuvenate. And then we can get back at it. Like what's really going to give you, what's going to make you feel excited and energized because it's likely not going to be a restful activity. It's going to be something active, but it's something that is, you know, it's like a, it's an asset that earns money instead of an asset that depreciates your rejuvenation, ex, you know, right. activity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I guess kind of as we like close up our conversation a little bit for the day, just thinking about that as you're listening to this or as you're driving, like what's something, it doesn't have to be huge, just something small where you can just take a deep breath. And maybe it's just rolling down your window right now and just breathing in that cold winter air and taking those like little moments to breathe and to rethink where you're at so that you're not just in this space where you're spinning. Because January is hard. February can be really hard. And there's a lot of things, I guess, running against us these months. But you don't have to let your emotions carry the torch for your life. Like you can think through that and be in control and not just let, you know, your life run itself. I love all of that. I just want to also say like, as we definitely we want to close this up so that you can get to your destination or finish up whatever you're doing as you're listening to the point and I just talk randomly about burnout, but lean into self-awareness. If there's one thing that you can do for yourself across the board that is going to up-level all of the things, it's a self-awareness, like always asking yourself, like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling? How am I triggered? We're telling you right now, we want to bring your attention to the fact that this coming month, February, is prime time for burning out. So I want you to be really aware of like, hey, is this, am I 
actually tired or am I burning out? Is this actually a hard situation or am I burning out? Because if you can discern between a circumstance being challenging and actually you're sliding into burnout, then that can be the switch that you're like, okay, actually I'm sliding into burnout. So I need to implement some things and like pre-game your plan. I will never get off this soapbox of like pre-gaming things because it reduces resistance. It reduces decision fatigue. It helps you to pivot. So pre-game what you're going to do now when you start to feel the edge of burnout before, because it's, it's harder to dig yourself out of the burnout hole than it is to like start slowing down before you hit that wall, like start pumping the brakes. So get outside and get some fresh air, get some sunlight, do something that gives you rest, do something that gives you nation. Honestly, like just adding to that list, you guys all know by now how much I love to run, how much I love to work out. And those things definitely help me. But the one thing when I am feeling like this, like anxiety creep up of life is just sitting in my chair, looking at my calendar, doing a little bit of journaling and actually seeing that like, okay, here's everything that's going on. And I have the capacity to complete that because I've like divvied it out. But until you like really like sit down and evaluate that, like I'm just thinking I have a whole lot without actually realizing what's actually on the agenda. And then journaling through that, like just taking the time to evaluate your last week, your day. And that is that is so huge for me. And like, you guys all know that running is my go-to, but that right there is even more important to me than just getting a run in it for, uh, for burnout. I love that because, you know, I'm a sucker for journaling, but also like, instead of just looking at your to-do list, like looking at your calendar, looking at your goal, what was your plan? What have you done? Not just a, a to-do list, right? Like really looking at what you've accomplished so far, where you're going, because you are competent and you are capable. And I, what I want to leave this conversation with talking about burnout in February is there is a literal, literal, this time for real, light at the end of the tunnel. Because the days are getting longer, okay? We're going to, I think it's like in the next month or so, we actually, the sun will start setting later. And then in March, right around mid-March, we have daylight savings change again. So we're going to have more more daylight at the end of the day. And I think that also helps with the feeling of burnout because we're just getting more sunlight and vitamin D. So everyone's going to be dealing with this. Keep your eye on the horizon. Know that this is a prime time for burnout. Pre-game what you're going to do for it. And know that this is like a very, like, this is a temporary situation too. The opportunity for this to be a season of burnout is a temporary season. So if you can keep your eye on that as well, especially if you're someone who wants to get outside, who needs to be active, like it's coming right up. What can we do now? Like it's not an option right now. So instead of pining for, you know, longer days and warmer weather, what can we do now? How can we fill our time? How can we rest and restore? But it's coming. This is just temporary too. And we're, and you have a 100% success rate of making it through every February in your life before now. So congratulations. (laughs) That's all we have. Any final thoughts, Lana, before we let everyone get back to their lives? No, just enjoy this last little bit of January and keep a smile on your face. We're going to make it through another winter. Yes. And Valentine's Day is coming. And I don't want you to hate on Valentine's Day. You guys like Love on your friends, love on your family, love on your dog, love on your horse. Like find the the moments of love and joy in this. So we'll get, all right, we will talk to you more later. We'll see you next week. Screenshot this, put it in your stories on Instagram, tag Cowgirls Over Coffee. 
let us know what you think. Like, is this a season of burnout for you? What do you do for burnout? Like I said to last week, we have that broadcast channel on Instagram. I really want these conversations to not just be something you listen to and then go forward. Let's keep talking about it, all of us together, because it's the experiences and sharing the advice. Like that's where the magic is going to happen. So I will see you on Instagram inside the broadcast channel. Hit us up in the stories. Let's hear all the things. Otherwise, we'll be back here next week to talk about who knows more of the things. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. If you had any aha moments or some questions came up, please hit us up in your Instagram stories. Just take a screenshot, share that, tag us at Cowgirls Over Coffee, and let's keep this conversation going. Otherwise, we'll see you back here next week. And just thank you again. Go out and make it the best week ever.